Welcome to The Trouble With Sex, a show that exposes the naked truth about sex, love, and relationships. Here at The Trouble With Sex, we look at your most secret desires, your biggest frustrations, and your most private fantasies. I'm Dr. Tammy. As a sex therapist and relationship expert, I've helped thousands of individuals and couples improve their sex lives and enjoy more intimate and fulfilling relationships. I remember walking in with my little Velcro fanny pack full of chemotherapy drugs and looking around and there, you know, mannequins and crotchless stockings. It was such a not sexy experience. I was like, why is there not a better solution out there where people can buy these products in a way that makes them feel good about it? In each episode of The Trouble with Sex, we get up close and personal with a leading expert, researcher, scientist, or influencer as we answer your questions and share insights into the most pleasurable, sometimes painful, and often forbidden aspects of the human experience. an important wellness message for anyone listening who has a vagina or loves someone with a vagina. Did you know that a healthy vagina naturally has an acid pH and any soap is going to harm that? Good Clean Love's line of natural feminine products will help you maintain a healthy pH level. So feminine washes, wipes, moisturizer, lubes, and their latest vaginal probiotics are all going to support your healthy feminine ecosystem. Best of all, you get 15% off for listening to the Trouble With Sex podcast. Just use TTWS15 at goodcleanlove.com. Today on the Trouble With Sex, I want to welcome Polly Rodriguez, the CEO and co-founder of Unbound, a New York-based sexual well-being company. Unbound sells sex toys, but it does so much more. Polly is a pioneer in the sex tech industry, and she's on a mission to empower women to take control of their sexual health. I want to welcome you today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So I know you were really young when you started this journey, and it was a personal challenge that you faced that really got you into this field. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you want to share with us? Of course. So I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri in the Midwest, and I was diagnosed with uh, colorectal cancer at the age of 21 and had to go through radiation treatment. And then my doctor sat me down and said that I would never have children, but they failed to mention that I was also going through menopause. I found myself late one night Googling hot flashes, chemotherapy, radiation, all these things to only self-discover that I was going through menopause. And you were how old? I was 21. Oh, my God. And it was one of those moments where I really realized that female sexual wellness is really underserved. A lot of times it's viewed in this dichotomy of either being a mother and fertility, and then on the other end of the spectrum, the hypersexualization of women through advertising, pornography. And to me, it was kind of like, well, where's the space in the middle? And so I called one of my good friends who was a nurse practitioner, and she told me that I should try buying a vibrator and that lubricant would be good because when you go through menopause, lubricant makes things a lot more enjoyable. And so I went to the nearest place that sold these products, which was on the side of the highway <laughs> next to the airport. And I remember walking in with my little Velcro fanny pack full of chemotherapy drugs and looking around and there, you know, mannequins and crotchless stockings. It was such a not sexy experience. And I was like, why is there not a better solution out there where people can buy these products in a way that makes them feel good about it? Fast forward 10 years later and started working on Unbound. 
as the place that I wish I would have had when I went to go buy that vibrator and lubricant for the first time. It's a startup that aims to be the mainstream solution for a category that for so long operated in the shadows. So I love this idea. This is a startup. This is a category that's underserved when, you know, a lot of women have sort of, you know, searched it out on their own. You're making this easy for women to find. You're making sexuality and masturbation beautiful for women. Thank you. That's so nice. And you're an incredible businesswoman and an entrepreneur. You went out and got venture capitalized. Yeah, definitely is not easy to get venture capitalists to fund vibrators. (laughs) I think ultimately the business just kept doing better and better. And there comes a certain point where the numbers are the numbers. And so we started to get meetings with investors after two and a half years of just growing the business, working side part-time jobs to make ends meet. We're the first venture-backed company for women in this category, and we're a team of all 10 women, too, which is unheard of not only in the startup world, but also historically in the sex toy industry. There just have not been a lot of women that were designing these products because of the reputational risk. We're not the first kind of feminist company in the category. In the 1970s, you had Eve's Garden and Babeland and Pleasure Chest and Betty Dotson, and they were kind of pioneers who were able to really say, you know, to own these products is a feminist ideal because to want pleasure and to kind of demand pleasure in the way that men often do is a feminist notion. We realize there's a huge opportunity to make our own products, but you have to raise capital funding in order to go to production and make thousands and thousands of products. So it's definitely been a journey, but it's been amazing to see just the community around Unbound and how powerful the notion of giving people permission to enjoy and explore their bodies is. I'm glad that a company like Unbound can exist. Well, I'm glad that you're empowering women to find their pleasure and to find their voice around what they need and what they want. That's incredible. Because don't you think that extends to other parts of your life? I mean, sexual identity is such a big part of our identity. And I think that if we can demand and ask for what we want in the bedroom, I do think that extends to other components of life. Oh, my God. Think of what you're doing for, I mean, you're starting this conversation about empowering women to find their voice, to embrace their sexuality, be more confident, and also heal their sexuality around things like illness, cancer, and trauma. Yeah. I can't tell you how many customer service emails we get from women of all ages. I mean, mothers who have had children and have never had an orgasm, sisters who are buying for their younger sister who experienced sexual trauma and assault. And I think reclaiming your sexuality in that way, in a way that feels good, that you don't have to feel ashamed or embarrassed about, turns those experiences on their head. For me, for example, I went through menopause at such a young age, and I remember thinking, does this mean my sex life is over? Does this mean I don't get to be sexual anymore? And that's not true, but it it takes kind of reclaiming it and redefining it for yourself. And sometimes you need a support system to do that, be it community online or a partner or family or friends. So what advice do you have for women who might be a little shy about getting their first sex toy or, you know, finding a way to have their first orgasm? What advice would you give them? Well, as we know, what is it, 70% of women need clitoral stimulation in order? Probably 80. Yeah, to, to reach orgasm. And the vast majority of women don't receive that during penetrative sex. And so I think there's this feeling of guilt where it's like, well, if I can't have an orgasm during penetrative intercourse, then maybe I just am not supposed to have an orgasm. And it's or there's just, something wrong with me. Right. And I think the reality is if we share the science behind that everybody's dealing with that problem. And so 
The scariest part of the purchasing experience is just giving yourself permission to buy it. They, they work and they're great and there's a reason they've been around um, for <laughs> almost 100 years. A vibrator? Yeah, vibrators were invented before the refrigerator and the air conditioner because when vibration came out from motors, it was this revolutionary technology. So vibrators were sold in the Sears Warbuck catalog as like, if you have a headache, use your vibrator. If you want to lose weight, get a vibrator. And then I think, you they know, and there was- a magical cure-all. Right. But I'm sure women were using it for that, you know, since they were created. But it wasn't until video was created that they started to be really stigmatized by being in adult films. And then they stopped being sold as these mainstream products and instead were sold, you know, in the same places where you'd buy pornographic magazines. So I think the product itself has a very fascinating history to it. That's really exciting. So uh, (laughs) it really is. So you are part of this new industry around women's sexual health, sexual empowerment, sex toys. I want to know what are the trends in the sex toy industry? What is coming, pun intended, and what's going to be hot five years from now? Well, the thing that I get the most excited about is just women are designing products. And so you're seeing this kind of elevated design where not everything has to look like a penis. Like, not everything has to be <laughs> With phallic, the veins believe it or the... not. Yeah. And so I think when you have women designing <laughs> products, veins. they're like, yeah, I don't need the 12-inch veiny dildo. I just would like something that if I left it on my nightstand and somebody walked in, I wouldn't want to crawl into a hole and die. So in addition to just elevated design, the other thing that's really cool is for when the internet first came out, somebody created a patent around any connected device and the internet that was used for a sexual purpose. That was a patent that was issued in 1998 when we didn't even really know the full extent of what the internet was capable of. That patent expired in 2018. So I think it's a really exciting time because now, you know, there's this just huge opportunity and window to innovate and create connected devices that use the internet. So long-distance couples that can use vibrators that incorporate actual motions that then have a reactive vibration pattern or whatever. So I think we'll eventually see the category go more mainstream. So I think as as we see them in more places, they won't be as stigmatized and hopefully we'll have more innovation. So Polly, how can women stay sexually healthy? Because I think healthy, I want to put air quotes around that word. On this show, we don't talk about normal. Like there's no such thing as normal. So what is healthy and how do women stay or become sexually healthy? Yeah, I think to your point, everyone has to define that for themselves. I think um, whether it's with a partner or by yourself, I always encourage everyone, not just women, but anyone to really explore your body on your own. I think we are raised in a society that tells us masturbation is this like evil, terrible thing. And I just couldn't disagree with that more. And after going through cancer, sexuality and masturbation was this thing that allowed me to reconnect with my body where I kind of was like, I hate my body. It just tried to kill me. But then being able to explore and enjoy and figure out what feels good and and what doesn't is really important. And so I I encourage all women to try masturbating and to not feel weird about it and to also make time for it because cognitively our brains and our ability to be aroused is a really complex process. And if you just want to have an orgasm in like under 30 seconds, it's not the right way to think about it. You have to give yourself space and time to to relax and, and to enjoy masturbating. I love that. And I'm going to read this question from our listeners because it's so geared towards you. Uh, Judy from Los Angeles, she says, I've never been able to give myself an orgasm. 
I've tried with the vibrator, but I need suggestions. Yeah. I feel like that's your thing. Well, the thing that's really interesting about vibrators is they're very different. So there's some that have like a really buzzy vibration. There's some that have a really rumbly vibration. There's also this brand new form of technology that's come out in the last two years that is air pressure based. And it's more to mimic oral sex than it is vibration. And so basically you put the opening of the vibrator directly on to the clitoral hood. People that have written in before that have said that they've tried vibrators and they've really struggled with them, I would highly suggest. And everybody goes crazy for it. So there are a couple now that are made. um, Womanizer makes one, which is a terrible name, but the product is great. And then Satisfier makes one. And I think Lilo makes one as well. And people rave about them. So I would just say be patient with yourself. And everybody's a little different in terms of where their nerve endings are and what stimulates them. And, um, you know, look into different ones. But I would highly recommend one of the suction-based vibrators. Great advice. (laughs) Here's another question from one of our listeners, Leah in New York City. She says, my boyfriend is really threatened by me using a vibrator. He says it's a replacement for him in bed. How do I get him to be more understanding? You know what, Leah? You are not alone. So many women come to me complaining about this problem that their partners feel like a sex toy is somehow threatening in their sex life. And I just want to emphasize the word toy because toys are about fun and having a good time. A sex toy is supposed to be about play. So maybe you could have a conversation with your partner about your vibrator that it's really about having a good time and having a playful sexual experience. First off, start with a very small vibrator, something the size of the tip of your pinky or thumb, so that it becomes something that just vibrates and is not necessarily a competition for his penis. Introduce it in a way that allows both of you to find some orgasmic pleasure. Remember, sex toys are about fun, and sex should always be something that the two of you can talk about in a way that's enjoyable. If you need more tips, you can go to thetroublewithsex.com, and I'm going to post a free suggestion for you to do tonight with your partner. That was Polly Rodriguez, founder of Unbound, talking with me about sexual health and sex after cancer and just being a goddess of sex. Thanks, Polly. Thank you so much. It's been great. This episode of The Trouble With Sex was sponsored by our friends at Good Clean Love, revolutionizing sexual health with organic and natural solutions made by women for women. The Trouble With Sex is produced by Brandy Savitt and Jane Applegate. Leah Shaw and Tao Blake are our audio engineers. The show is edited by Leah Shaw with music by Bruce Hirschfield. Our production assistant is Alec Bodoin. 